Hey guys, welcome back to Enlightened Podcast. In this series, my good friend Lauren Miller, who is a career coach from Indianapolis, will be joining me in a conversation about how to break free from feeling stuck in your career. Our hope for you guys is that you'll be able to listen to these podcast episodes on your lunch break or on your drive into work. They're super short. Um, We're going to cover a different topic every week. I'm really excited to hear Lauren's wisdom and a little bit more of her story, and I'll share some of my story too. Um, And our hope for you is that you'll just walk away from this conversation feeling a little bit less alone and a little bit more equipped um, to face whatever kind of stuck you're feeling in your career right where you are. Lauren, how are you? Hey, Becca. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for jumping on today. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited about all of this. It's crazy how we met and just how all of this got started. And it's just going to be great to see um, what God does with this. And yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I think that the series of getting unstuck in your career Once we came up with a topic, we kind of kept getting more specific and just realized um, how relatable a lot of our podcast topics will be for for other career women out there. Um, They're definitely topics that I know you and I probably could have used a few years ago in our career path. So I'm excited to to dive in together. Yes. Oh my gosh, me too. Okay, Lauren, start by telling everyone a little bit about what you do and just a quick little backstory of your story and Mm -hmm. how you got where you are. Yeah. So I am a career coach and I specialize in helping people in their 20s. And the reason that I focus on that is because I'm 29, so I'm almost out out of my 20s. And I just know that it was really hard for a lot of, a lot of my twenties. It was hard um, to figure out what I wanted in a career. I really struggled with comparison and kind of looking around at, you know, my college classmates and feeling like they had it all figured out. And I was the only one who didn't. Um, So I was a marketing major in undergrad. And to be honest, I didn't put too much thought into my major. I just kind of chose one and thought, okay, I'll figure it out. And surely like a marketing major is really broad. It's going to teach me how to do lots of great things and I'll be able to get all kinds of jobs. Well, I graduated and I was totally clueless and had a hard time getting a job. Um, And I think that was because I just truly didn't know what my strengths were and didn't know how to market myself. I was kind of applying for any job possible Uh, which is never a good job search strategy just to kind of throw your resume. I call it the confetti method, just throwing it everywhere like confetti. And anyways, I ended up landing a job and was really grateful for it, but it was just a really hard job Um, in the sense of it was a really toxic work environment. I stared at the clock all day long. Um, I didn't have any like flexibility at work. It was very much like got to be at your desk at 8 a.m. You can have a lunch break from 12 to 1, and then you cannot leave a minute before 5 p.m. I had zero vacation days my first year, um, and the work itself was just really boring to me. So it truly felt kind of like a ball and chain, and I dreaded going to work every day. Um, And then I ended up going to grad school, and I absolutely loved my grad program, and I, I know that God brought me there for a reason, but to be honest, I don't think I put 
enough research and thought into grad school. I just kind of needed something else and I wasn't getting jobs my first year out of college. Like I was applying for jobs, applying for jobs, and I wasn't getting interviews. So I thought, well, maybe I should just go get a master's degree and that will really specialize me in an area. And then I'll be even more marketable. And God totally, like I said, he, he brought me to my grad program for a reason. And it's, um, it really introduced me to career counseling. Um, so I don't regret it, but I definitely did not put a lot of thought into grad school. Um, and then long story short, I worked in, um, a career counseling office at a few different universities. Um, and most recently I was at Purdue university. So I helped college students with figuring out majors. I helped them land their first job out of college. And a lot of these alumni, um, would reach out to me and they would say, Hey Lauren, I, I don't like my job or I feel really stuck where I'm at, or I regret my college major. And so anyways, I realized that there was this opportunity to help college alumni help people in their twenties with their career. So that's, that's kind of, um, a high level overview of my career path and what has led me to where I'm at now. And, and really, uh, feeling that feeling really purposeful and helping people in their twenties with navigating their careers. Cause it's not always picture perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Gosh, I love that. So Lauren, tell us about your very first job out of college. Yes. So when I think of our topic today, how to love a job you hate, I definitely think of that year out of college. I had a choice every day of my attitude. How am I going to go to work? Because I hated my job. And um, so essentially I was, I was like a high school career counselor and I worked with students from all over the United States who were in high school. I worked with a lot of helicopter parents and I also worked for a family business that was just really unhealthy. Um, And I just didn't have a ton of freedom as a employee. I was very much viewed as like person at the bottom of the totem pole at the office, um, had zero vacation days my first year, I had four sick days and I had to be in my, at my desk at eight, had lunch 12 to one, one to five, couldn't leave work before five. Like I just, as a college student, um, or as, as a professional fresh out of college, that was really hard for me because I lived far away from my family. So it was really hard to go home and see them and just have, I didn't have very much freedom, but then also, um, the work itself, I just found incredibly boring. So I would go to work and I would start at 8am and I'd be like, wait, it's only 10 o'clock or, you know, it just felt like time went by so slow. And I just watched the clock. Um, it's like, I literally would look forward to like lunch so I could have a meal. And then like, I just looked forward to like all the wrong things. So I, I knew that my work was not exciting me at all. And it really just felt like a ball and chain. That's like the best, the best phrase that I can use to describe it. So that was my first year. I, I stuck it, stuck it out for a full year because, you know, I'd heard people say to, um, it doesn't look good on your resume if you jump ship quite a bit in your career path. Yes. So I tried to try to stick it out for a year, but it was definitely really, really hard. Yeah. Gosh, that reminds me when I first moved to Nashville, I was hustling so hard to find a job and I wanted to find something that I knew what God had made me to do. And I wanted to be in a certain industry and everything was just falling through, but I ended up taking the first job I could get, which ended up being mm-hmm. this contract position at this 
um, huge corporate headquarters. And I was literally in a cube all day from eight 30 to five 30. And, Oh, those are some really long days because mm-hmm. you, yeah, it just, it was kind of those first couple of months really were just like sucking the life out of me. Um, so I was kind of in the same boat. I kind of had to make a decision. I knew that the second that I said, I hate this job that I would lose. Like mm-hmm. I knew like that was the time that I would be accepting defeat. And I just refused to do that. Um, which kind of makes me really excited to talk about this topic of how to love a job you hate. Um, so this kind of pushes me to my next question to kind of get you to kind of share your perspective on this, with the work that you do um, with women and kind of your story. So what would you say to the girl who wants to love the job, love a job that she hates? Yeah, well, I would say, you know, you can, you can, you have a choice in this, so you don't have to be a victim to your job. Um, so I think like acknowledging that you have a choice that you don't have to love it for all the reasons that you would want to love work, right? Like most people love their job because they love the company they work for, or they love the work that they're doing, or they love their employees. Usually those are some of the things that are aligned when someone says, I really love my job. Um, Mm -hmm. so because, you know, she probably doesn't have those things in alignment. She is going to have to focus on other things that she loves within the job. Um, and so she has a choice there. Um, so I would say like, keep your perspective at bay. Like remember the bigger picture. Um, most people have multiple jobs in their lives that they don't love. That is a part of life. You are not behind because you hate your job. You're not stuck because you hate your job Mm. and just know your why, why are you enduring this job right now? Is it because you truly just need to experience when you graduated college and you need to build your resume? Is it because you need to pay off, you know, college loans or you really just need to pay the bills right now? So this is a job that you are grateful for because it's, it is an, it's income right now. Um, so Mm -hmm. That's another reason, you know, are you just in this job because it's kind of an in-between stage of life where, you know, maybe you're moving in the future or you're waiting to apply to grad school or, you know, you, you know, you want to go to medical school in the future. So you truly just need a job right now. Those are all good reasons to just remind yourself of what's your why, why are you here right now? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say those are those are a few like perspectives to keep in mind is that this doesn't have to be your your forever. Mm -hmm. You are not stuck and you have a choice of how you're going to approach work every day. Yeah. And I feel like it's easy, especially in college, like you're in college and you're pretty much stuck there till you finish. Mm -hmm. And we were (laughs) stuck in high school. You couldn't really leave high school. So it's like, you go through high school, you go through college, and then you get out into the real world and you take this job and you assume that you're stuck there too. But it's this reality of, Hey, I'm an adult. And if I get into a job and I give it a fair shot and I feel like I've been in it, you know, whether that fair shot to you is six months or a year and you don't want to stay, you don't have to stay. And Mm -hmm. I remember the first time someone told me that, Becca, you're not stuck here. No one is making you stay here. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, right, like this is my life. I can leave. Yep. And do I want to leave right now? Do I feel like that's the best decision for me or not? Like getting to that place of like, 
okay, first of all, what is God calling me to? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, is walking away from this quitting because it's hard? Like, I don't want to be one of those people who quits because it's hard. Like, I want to stick it out and give it a fair shot and know when I leave, I'm leaving well. And yes, this is not forever, but what am I going to do with the time I have now? And how can I love something that, you know, maybe I don't feel like I'm made to do forever, but I know I have this perspective of I'm here today and tomorrow and the next day. And I trust that when I'm supposed to leave, God will make that clear to me. Yeah. Yeah. We were, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit too about like, no matter what job you start, it's probably going to be really hard for at least the first three months. You know, I, I feel like there's no seamless transition into a job. Typically you're learning how to, how to be a good employee or learning just the ins and outs of the company or learning how to do your job. So I would definitely recommend not leaving within the first three months of a, of a job just because yes, give it a chance. You know, it might, once you have ownership of your position itself, it might change for you a little bit and it truly just takes time to get to know a job. So definitely give it three months at least and, um, and then go from there. Yeah. So much happens in that three months. I mean, so much of that is, you know, training, it's getting to know people, it's building a rapport and that trust with your supervisor, with your peers, you know, you kind of have to earn your stripes a little bit, which Mm -hmm. that's just the reality of the working world. But I always tell people, you know, yeah, stick it out three months, maybe four. If after that, things are just still not looking great, like, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to look at something different, but Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about that in another episode later of yeah. when to leave, when to know is the right time to leave, all that stuff. But today we're talking about how to love a job that you hate. So yep. what, let's talk about like some tangible things mm-hmm. that you could do on a day-to-day basis that could help you love your job and get through those long hours sitting in a cubicle or, you know, stuck in front of your computer doing this job and it's like life sucking. What can you do to maximize where you're at. Yeah. No, I love that question. So I feel like we, we definitely have some fun tips here. Um, but I think like thinking about your long-term career, like, okay, I'm in this job right now. I'm not loving it. What can I, how can I be maximizing this experience for my future job? Because I really want a job that I love in the future. I would say really hone in on like the things that you love to do in your current job. Um, you know, whether it's, running team meetings or building relationships with people, or maybe it's, um, customer service or designing graphics, like whatever little nuggets you can find in your current job that you enjoy really own them because you're learning about yourself in this job you're learning what you do like, what you don't like. So I would say, pay attention to the moments that actually do go by fast in your current job and get really good at them because that's going to only help you in your future job. And like, thinking about future interviews when someone asks you about this job, like, what are you going to, what are you going to talk about? So you definitely need to find those areas that do light you up in some way. Um, So focus on those. And then some really practical things that we came up with. I mean, I think first like building relationships with people within your company. So being a really good teammate, you know, whether it's your peers, people who are on your same level or your supervisor or, you know, the front desk assistant or the janitor or the VPs, like whoever it is, focus on building relationships with people. Relationships are always, always, always an asset. Um, They're a great, 
great thing to focus on in any job, even if you hate it. Don't let people know that you hate it. You know, like don't be the complainer. Don't bring everyone down. Focus truly on building those relationships and just being a really good teammate to these people. Um, I know some things that I did when I hated my job. Um, I really focused on prioritizing working out and like physical fitness to me because Mm -hmm. I was not super happy. I sat in a cubicle all day long. I wasn't really moving at all. So I thought I'm going to really work my budget and I was not making very much. Um, I'm going to really work my budget so I can go to the gym after work. So that was really important to me is to have that to look forward to after work. Um, And then I also was really intentional with my lunch break because I am an extrovert and I just, I was, my job felt very draining. So I did things that gave me energy during my lunch break, whether it was meeting someone for coffee or lunch. I sought out a mentor this year. So I, I had lunch with a mentor once a month. I worked on my Bible study during my lunch break. I went grocery shopping because I'm one of those weird people who love grocery shopping, farmer's markets, whatever it is, try to maximize your lunch break to do something that you enjoy. That's so good. It's funny, like thinking back on that job that I had when I first got to Nashville, ended up being this contract position for this girl who was on maternity leave. So, you know, they didn't put a lot of stock in me. They were like, oh yeah, she's not going to be here long. So whatever. And I just remember thinking, okay, I don't know if, so the girl ended up not coming back and they hired me for the job. And so that was about three months. That was just kind of like me alone over there in the corner of my cubicle. And then after that, I ended up taking the job and kind of had the opportunity to really build those relationships. And gosh, I did not like the work itself at all. I mean, it just was, it was rough, but I remember there's this lady who came around to take out my trash every other day and I got to know her and got to know her kids. I knew like her kids were going to college and like all this stuff. And, um, so I would get to know her. I got to know people in other departments. Um, anytime I got introduced to a VP or someone high up, I would like, if I walked by their office, I would like pop my head in and say, Hey, hope you're having a great day. I just want to say hello. And, um, you know, would be sure to like talk to people and remember names. That Mm. was so important. Mm -hmm. Remembering people's names, like really set me up really Mm -hmm. well. And And remembering like a fun fact about them. Like, yes. Hey, how's your dog doing? Or, you know, how's your new grandson doing? Like remembering yes. those things, people are like, wait, you like, you know, those things about me. Oh yes. And people just light up and they remember yeah. you. And, um, I mean, I would do that. I used to like make chocolate chip cookies on Friday and people would just start showing up at my desk. I didn't know who they were and it would spark these great conversations. <laughs> and they'd be like, Oh, you're the chocolate chip cookie girl. And I'm like, yeah. yes, please. Come take a cookie. That's um, awesome. so I, I met a ton of people like across departments. I wasn't even in the marketing department, but I had a lot of friends in the marketing department. Um, And, you know, it was crazy because at the end of that, I left after about a year, I actually had another job offer, um, to, to leave that company and go do marketing for a real estate company, which was really great. And I knew I was like, okay, this is time to leave. Um, but so many people came to my desk and were so sad that I was leaving and it was shocking. Like the girl who took out my trash, she like, I remember she made me this card with Twizzlers that said, we will miss you. Like she literally (laughs) spelled out. We will miss you. That is precious. 
that is the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. So it just reminded me, you know, even though I didn't love the work that I was doing, I had purpose where I was, mm. even if it was just to get to know people and make people feel seen yep. and loved where they were. Yep. And so it felt good. Um, yeah, just to leave that place knowing that even if I never do a job like that again, or even work in an industry like that again, that really did set me up for the long haul to like, yeah. it taught me how to build relationships with people I didn't know and people who are different mm-hmm. from me and, um, and how to make the most of a situation and, and kind of turn something that feels really hard into a, a purposeful and meaningful experience to you. Yes. And it made the days go by faster. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it made me look forward to work. Cause even if I didn't like the work I was doing, I was looking forward to seeing those people every day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So those would be for sure. Kind of the tangible things I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's going to look different for everyone, but just finding those little outlets of, of things that light you up during a day that feels really long, super important. Yes. So I think some big, like, takeaways from all of this is, you know, you're not stuck where you are. You Mm -hmm. can leave, you can leave, but be sure, you know, like when you're leaving, you gave it a fair shot and that you really did fight to love the job that you don't love right now. And that you've done all the things to kind of maximize where you are to set you up to win in your future career. Like, I Mm -hmm. love what you said about, you know, um, really asking yourself like, okay, what about this job do I really like? And I'm mm. going to take that and really grow in yep. those things. So yep. if it's leading a team meeting, how can I, you know, find resources that will help me be better at, you know, maximizing meeting time with people and keeping right. people's attention and mm-hmm. being able to cover, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but really honing in on those things in this space that you have. Yep. Cause I think, job searching, um, you are a much more attractive candidate when you have some of those little things that you are an expert on. You are not just a jack of all trades. You have some things that you are really good at and you really enjoy doing because you're going to be a lot more excited in an interview and you can actually share experiences that you've done that you genuinely loved versus just kind of reading through the job description. Um, and, and saying like, even saying like, I hated my job. I didn't really do much with it. Like show them how you made the most of this job that you didn't necessarily love and what you learned about yourself through the experience. Totally. Totally. I love it. Okay. So what from your perspective would be some really good resources that you would recommend? Yeah. So I am a big book girl. So if, if there are any other readers out there, I would definitely recommend reading Tim Keller has a, a book called Every Good Endeavor, and it's just a really good book. Um, if if faith is important to you, he talks a lot about why God, God designed work and really how we can connect whatever we're doing in our life to the Lord and to working for him. So I just love that book. I feel like it's applicable to anyone out there. Um, so I would say that. And then Becca and I were talking earlier about how important like journaling was to us during our season of hating our jobs. So maybe even trying to find a good journal that has some prompts in it to uh, go through every day, whether it's a gratitude journal or just any sort of like journal that has some prompts in it. So I would say that. And then, yeah. And also to play off of that, I was kind of, as you were talking, I was thinking some good prompts might be to ask yourself, you know, what is my Mm. why? Yep. 
what is my why? And like, what pieces of my job do I like? So a lot of times you don't have an awareness of those things until you stop and make a list and like, think about them. Yeah. Or, um, there's this book that I used, uh, use quite a bit for my work. Um, and of course I'm blanking on the name. It's called designing your life. And there's this activity in that book called the good time journal. And what you do is you take an entire day and you log all of the things that gave you energy. And then you log all of the activities that drained your energy. So just really paying attention to like, what are the things that you're doing? The time goes by really fast. And what are the things that you're doing? And the time goes by so slow. Mm-hmm. And so paying attention to that too, just start paying attention to yourself and your energy and like what excites you, what drains you, what do you dread? Um, Cause I think the more you get to know yourself, the more that's going to inform your future career decisions as well. Love that. That's so good. So, so good. I'm going to get you to send me that book title. Because oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to read that. That sounds amazing. Um, okay. So Lauren, I know you told us a little bit about what you do, did at the beginning of the episode, but um, recap that a little bit and then tell us how our listeners could get in touch with you if they wanted to work with you. Yeah. So I am a career coach. I help um, professionals in their twenties, but I do help some people in other seasons of life as well. So if you're in your thirties or later in life, definitely reach out. Still, um, I have like a few different programs that I offer some one-on-one coaching. So if someone is interested in working to really figure out like, what do I want in a career? Like I work with people who, you know, they're like, I just have no idea what I want to do. And we kind of start from square one. So I would say that's like a really applicable, um, resource that I do offer would be one-on-one coaching specifically for career clarity, um, or job search strategies. So check me out. My website is laurencartermiller.com and I post on LinkedIn every day, um, with job search tips. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm just Lauren Miller, um, the career coach on LinkedIn. Awesome. Are you on any other social media? Oh yes. I am on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, I definitely hang out more on LinkedIn, but okay. Follow me on Instagram. I'm career coach Lauren on Instagram. Great. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Lauren, I am so excited to continue this series. Me I know we too. have about five more episodes that we're going to talk about different topics, everything from, you know, what to do when you feel behind in your career, you know, how to find a job, mm-hmm. um, how to build confidence at work, how to know when to leave well, you know, what to do if you feel like maybe you chose the wrong major and you don't know really what your gifts are and how to, you know, find a job that you were really made to do. Um, I'm really excited to talk about all that. It's going to be Me so too. good. I'm super grateful that you came on this. Yeah. Well, episode. I had a blast talking with you and I'm excited to continue this series on. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren.